Hi, I'm Nina Endurst. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness. On this episode, Anna and I discuss love languages. Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Hello. Hello. I apologize. I sound like the nanny, but less like the nanny today than I have sounded. So you're welcome, everyone. You do sound better. Yeah, you, I am. Yeah, you I sounded... Sound like I forget what day it was when you felt better, but you sounded like garbage. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. We have, I've never been sick in our relationship. It's true. You like literally you're one of those people who you're like, oh, I don't I don't feel well. Like I'm going to like rest or I'm going to bed early or whatever. And then the next day you're like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Whereas I'm someone who like gets taken out for weeks, you know, or like if there's some rare disease, like it's me who's going to get it. I was glad when it turned into a pandemic and then I was like, maybe I am safe, you know. So it it really did. It took me a minute to accept that you were truly sick because you have a pretty, you know, hashtag blessed immune system. I do that. And I just, you know, don't really put myself in weird situations or group situations so it's easier to not get sick i think but germs follow you anywhere because i don't know where i was but anyway guys be safe it's not covid but still so we're talking about something actually pretty chill for well i don't know if it's chill but it's definitely less like death (laughs) it's less intense maybe than our usual which is fun i mean i every once in a while slash weekly I get a bee in my bonnet and I'm like I really want to do this Nina (laughs) okay (laughs) and so I wanted us to do love languages because I was like one I think it would be fun and two something that I know that we both feel strongly about are these things that we hear a lot you know like people talking about but it's like what actually is that you know, and I think that the love languages, like, obviously, it's a little cheese. It is definitely, <laughs> I think, a bit cheesy. Totally. Created by Dr. Gary Chapman. He is not a man. Gare. Oh, Gare. He's cute as a button on the five lovelanguages.com website. He looks, I don't know, a hundred years old, conservatively estimating. And he is a author, speaker, counselor. He's a well-known marriage counselor. And he created the book, uh, The Five Long, uh, Love Languages. Um, so I was also curious, like, where it came from, you know? Like, and I was even asking my own therapist. I was like, are, are love languages, like, a thing? And she was like, what do you, what do you mean? And she was like, yeah, we all communicate. And I was like, no, 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 no. But you mean like, I, I was like, I mean like the love languages, you know? And she was like, no, those aren't like, they're not like official, like those are it, you know? But I think for the sake of this conversation, and it gives us like a place to start, because I don't know about you, but I remember taking this stupid test years ago and being surprised by mine. And it was like surprising for me to realize that like what I wanted to give versus what I wanted to receive were two different things. And so it 
I did find it was helpful to give me a place to start from in terms of like figuring some of that stuff out. Like what did I want to give? What did I want to receive? And like how to maybe course correct too when someone like meant well or they were trying to maybe demonstrate love in their love language, but I didn't receive it. So I'm curious, were you just like love love languages are like criminally cheesy and I want no part of it? Or (laughs) obviously have we met? Of course I was. I was like, love languages? Cool. Yeah. How about just fucking be in love or don't? (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. man, I'm the worst sometimes. But it's like, I just, I don't know. Something about this kind of stuff my brain will just not accept in. But however, I did take the test, obviously, because we were doing this. Let's tell them what the five kinds are. Quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, physical touch, receiving gifts. I did feel like when I was taking the test, they kept wanting me to be materialistic. And I was like, I kept being like swatting them away, being like, no, bitch, I'm not. Oh, that's so interesting. I felt pressured to be materialistic or gift, you know, motivated as well. And touch. I felt a bit, and I wonder, like, did we clock those? Because, like, they're maybe not it for us, you know, like, or are they really pushing that? I didn't clock touch as much, but gifts, I was just like, Jesus, I feel like I'm playing that game where you, like, fucking hit the hippos, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, get out of here. Like, no, (laughs) I said no. Like 25 times. I don't give a shit. I mean, is it nice to get gifts? Sure. Once in a while, of course. But I don't, that's like not my jam. It never has been. So yeah, I thought thought that was interesting. I also thought it might be, I mean, listen, what am I expecting from like an online fucking quiz? I mean, that being said, I don't know. What's the guy's name again? Uh, Dr. Gary Chapman. (laughs) All right. Well, Gary must have poured his life into this. So, you know, I I thought maybe the questions would be like a little bit less repetitive. Same. I think they used to be, to be honest. I think they've, like, I appreciate that it seems like they're trying to increase the accessibility and be like, you can improve all your relationships. Like you don't have to just focus on the romantic, but it did seem to dilute some of the, you know, uh, test or inquiry maybe. So are we guessing? Yes. Okay. I'm going to guess first. Okay. I think yours. Well, are you guessing what I want to give or receive or both? I only did one. Well, we only did one, but I think it's okay. Just okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess what you want to give first, then you okay. want to receive. Okay, well, you want to give. Oh God, I mean, you're big on giving gifts, but that's not a that's not a that's not one. Acts of service, I would say, or quality time. What one mm. might you choose? I don't know. What you're giving or words of affirmation. Okay, I'm gonna guess that you're giving acts of service and you're receiving quality time I it's interesting because the so it was hilarious to me that big gift had clearly given the five love languages you know is is trying to be like the number one thing because 
it's my least, like, I don't really love receiving gifts, you know, like, or the gifts that I like are so, um, specific or something like when people are really thoughtful, I don't think I'm an easy person to buy gifts for. So when someone like gets it right, I am super touched, but I definitely demonstrate love big time, I think, by giving gifts, which I thought was like kind of interesting in terms of this. But my number one that I'd like to receive is quality time, which Mm. I was kind of surprised by. And I was it was interesting to me as well. I got that right. Right. Yeah. You know that the, the way I thought it was because I the the way they sort of differentiate, I think, quality time and access service is sort of interesting. You know, like I think I would have lumped those together. Um, my quality time was 33 percent. My acts of service was 27 percent. And then um, words of affirmation and physical touch were tied at 17%. And then receiving gifts was only 7%. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I think you like to receive... Yeah, what would be number one? I think number one is probably quality time for you. With number two probably being, I'm I'm caught between acts of service and words of affirmation in terms of you receiving. I think I'm going to go acts of service. And then what I think you like to give is quality time with words of affirmation maybe as as a second. Correct. In quality time was number one. I was actually surprised because I thought that physical touch would be number two, but words of affirmation and acts of service were tied at 23%. Mm. And physical touch was 20% and receiving gifts was 3%. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I think you and I like what's funny, I think especially to with the words of affirmation and physical touch, it's like, I'm definitely an affectionate person, but I wouldn't say, I think it's like pickiness. You know what I mean? Like, like I, it wasn't that I wanted to like argue with the test, but sometimes I'm like, well, sometimes, you know, like it doesn't almost account for moodiness or like, well, with certain people, you know, (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, so I was thinking specifically about like certain people. Same. Were you? Yeah. Okay. For sure. And I was like cracking up reading my little like summary as well. That was like, tell me you want to be seen without telling me you want to be seen. (laughs) Like, tell me that like. What's your, oh, like the breakdown? Yeah. Like when it does the little summary or whatever, it kind of explains to you at the very end. I just was like cracking up because like the quality time thing I think is like so much of what like you and I like 
talk about all the time of like, how hard is it for someone to like, you know, put their phone down when they're listening to you? You know, just like basic things like that, that you and I are like, you know, that was weird or, you know, like we're just kind of like, you or I don't know. I feel like you and I clock that stuff where we're like, did you notice, you know, in that meeting that they were just like on their phone the whole time, you know, and we're both like, that was weird. And yet no one else seems phased, you know, like, yeah. That made a lot of of sense to me. I felt like my own issues with control and delegation came out around acts of service. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> do like, you do? You, <laughs> like, well, I'll I, just freely let them do something for me. No. <laughs> well, I think an interest. Totally. I think when when I got married, I was like, oh wow, this is like the biggest fucking cliche of all time. But when Way like empties the dishwasher, I'm like, yeah, you did. Like, I am so happy. And I'm like, or just the little things that he does for me that no man has ever done. But also, I know how much he goes out of his way. Like, every time he goes and gets my coffee, he makes sure he does this thing where he'll go a bunch of other places. But then he'll make sure he goes to my coffee place, even though it's out of the way last so that it's nice and like cold and still you know in its perfect state for me and I'm like wow you really just like go out of your way to do really simple things but that aren't simple you know and it just means so much because once I had a kid too I feel like it's just it's kind of easy to be romantic and you know sexy when you live on the beach in Mexico just saying like our relationship was like basically just a movie, a movie. I mean, it was, we, we had very few responsibilities except for when I was teaching retreats. And then it was still like a couple of days out of the week. And we lived in the, on the fucking Caribbean. Like it was just ridiculous. You're both like hot as well. Just to like (laughs) fully make it a movie. (laughs) Like, People must have just we were been, tan. yes, like people must have been like enamored with you and barfing in the street, seeing the two of you. Of <laughs> well, just I actually like, think we God. were less barfy because there were people who were like running around in like $700 caftans, you know, at, at like being like gypsy, you know, whatever. So I think people were more looking at that and being like, oh, then... They True, were. Okay. Maybe they were. I don't know. But we were just so wrapped up in each other and so just living in this free space. And when we moved back here, I mean, it just gets, gets less romantic because the environment doesn't isn't that way. But I had a baby. And so marriage really changed a lot, obviously. And I, I had to adjust to that at first for sure. Because I want to, I want to fix everything all the time. I want to know that, you know, I want to feel like I can, I didn't want things to be the exact same, but I wanted to, I wanted to know that he still felt the same about me and I didn't have a net, like low self-esteem about it, but I just got a little nervous about like, 
we have to make sure we're spending enough time together, even though we literally see each other all day long. But like specific time and having sex enough and like all this stuff was so top of mind for me at first. And then I really had to be like, everything is changing and you just have to kind of roll with it. Was that specifically, I'm sorry, specifically in reaction to getting married or having a baby or both? Getting married wouldn't have changed anything for us. I'm very confident of that. It was having a baby, you know, and being, like when people talk about being touched out, like yes, it, it's a thing. Yeah, and br- I mean, I breastfed until Milo was four. Yeah, so it's like I was like a factory. I felt like a lot of the time, you know. So I feel like I had to really work hard to come back into my body and feel this way again. But then also, like, what do I want for my partner? I had, yeah. to, I have to really take responsibility for that. I think we all do, and they don't just know what you want right and I think he does a great job of knowing me but I am so tough to read sometimes I think that I could be really wanting attention but I'm you wouldn't fucking ever know it oh the more you want something the more you shut down I've learned (laughs) me specifically yes yes a 100,000 yeah like I'll, sometimes I'll be like, why is she being weird? And I'm like, oh, she's having feelings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's so true. Yeah. I, I, it's so true. And so as far I mean, love languages would kind of cross my mind in, in those moments of like, what the fuck is mine? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I never really, I never sought it out to actually go and figure it out. But physical touch is huge for me, but also it's changed a lot. And I think that's, if I had answered this test, this quiz, if I had taken this quiz, you know, years ago, it probably would have been a little different. Yeah. But quality time is so important. And also I think the being just really present in the amount of time that you get, like when we go out to dinner, it's like, it's like the Holy grail. We're like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Like we're married and we're at dinner. Like we have, we're great, you know? And yeah. I feel like we're always great more for the most part. I shouldn't say always, but when you're w- walking around all the time, like fucking cleaning up and moving around each other and blah, blah, blah. Like, of course it's not going to be like that 24 seven, you know? So I think it's important to notice the potent moments and appreciate them and name them. And I've tried to work really hard on that and then be like, I had to be really vulnerable and, you know, say things that I didn't necessarily want to say about, like, do you think I'm attractive anymore? Like, not like I thought he was losing that, but I just needed to know. You needed to hear it. I did. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate feelings. Same. Oh, my God. Needing something from another person? I'd rather from die. From a man, too. Like, I and mean, from I a need... man in this Woof. economy? Exactly, like... girl. Exactly. Oh. As much as he's literally my everything yeah, in and, so many ways. And amazing. And I trust him so much. I'm like, fucking hate that I have to be like, you think I'm pretty? And I, it's like, it's, it's so stupid, but it's not. Like, I want my husband to think I'm attractive. And I know he does, but... I was thinking today actually about cheating. Well, because I was pulling a car- cards for myself. Like, like you were thinking of cheating on way. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Imagine. I was thinking today about having an affair. No, I'm good. He's enough man for me. But I was reading one of the cards and it was like, you could point to an affair or pregnancy. And I was like, well, shit. Like, those are two very different things. Mm. And I'm like, well, I'm not pregnant and I'm not 
no one's having an affair. But there was this moment of like every other guy that I've ever been with, if I had read that, I would have been like, it would have planted a seed of doubt and I would have believed it in some capacity, not full on like crazy person. But there is no doubt in my mind that what we have is incredibly solid and that he would never in his fucking life do anything like that. Yeah. So, but one is not, does not mean the other, right? Just because I want words of affirmation of like, you look pretty, you know, or whatever doesn't mean I think he's cheating on me. Yes. Well, I also think you have to like, there's nothing wrong with wanting to be desired. The reason we feel badly about it is that women are told their value is on how desirable they are. And Mm -hmm. we've decided to not subscribe to that. So then it's confusing when we feel that very natural thing of there's totally nothing with wrong. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be desirable or be desired. Like it feels incredible. That's why we all go seek it out. Like, give me a break, you know, (laughs) like, there's no rocket science. Fuck over like, yourself. Yeah, like, you know, what are we doing here? <laughs> but I think, like, there's something about your marriage and relationship with Way that feels very different. I have to be, like, than other couples. And, like, this is no shade to any of the other couples I know or anything. But, like, I mean, I, I feel blessed that I know a couple people. I have, like, Way not that you're not an amazing person, but way is so rock solid. Like I understand I too no, why better. I get you would have like fine. you know freaked out about other people, but like wouldn't about him. Like of course he's the one you married because you don't feel that way. But y'all have. I would be curious how much do y'all talk about or work on your marriage? Because as an outsider. It seems like you don't. I mean, not. I, I, don't. Mean, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> no, but like, no. You're, you're seems in, like you guys need some fucking no. <laughs> no, but you're like so on the same We're, page. Yeah, like you 100%. really agree. Like you're such team players, you know. And I've told Nina about my new obsession. These this like Canadian um, couple. I love to watch their videos <laughs> on YouTube. It's so fucking embarrassing. It's amazing. They go camping in the middle of like fucking nowhere and go on these. They went on this like 14 day canoe trip, did 240 kilometers, all this stuff. And like she drops the net in the water and he's like, oh, that's okay, hon. And like there's, I mean, granted, who knows? They could have had major fights that they've edited out. But for the most part, like they maintain so much, you know, kindness and respect towards each other. Like I don't. I know very few people like I have a I would say I have like a handful of friends that like really keep respectful boundaries with their marriage. They don't really talk about their partner. They don't really they certainly never never. talk shit, you know, like all of that sort of stuff. And it seems like it's like the number one thing in their life is like their teammate and then like, you know, maybe children as well. And then, you know, and I'm just like, how do you do that? Is that luck? Is it the person you find mm-hmm. and decide we're going to do this? Like, y- I y'all oh, feel so in sync. So the only time you've ever said anything negative about Wade to me, which I think is hilarious, is when he didn't buy you two 
hand soaps. That's literally the only negative thing you have ever said about him. And even then, he was still trying to save the environment, you know? Oh, my God. And I know. not to say that stuff doesn't happen, you know, when you've said, like, oh, I, you know, I was, like, a little short with him today, but I'm frustrated about that. You know, like, you've shared a little bit of that stuff, but it seems like there aren't issues. Like... How do you do that? We don't have any issues in our marriage. And what I mean by that is not like we are perfect robots. I mean, when we, here's our number one issue, okay? That I talk in a way that way has never met anybody like me or certainly dated anyone like me. I'm sure he's met people like me, but he hasn't dated anyone like me where my directness and like sometimes when I'm talking, like he thinks I'm yelling and I'm like, I'm just talking. Mm. And he's so sensitive, like, yes, as a being. And I am such an, I am such an asshole. And I don't mean like, no, I'm an asshole to him, but I am an asshole. Like, that's like part of who I am. I just like live and breathe that I'm also deeply compassionate and nurturing and loving but I'm also an asshole and I talk like that and I and that's I get just because I identify also as an asshole so I'm laughing because yeah. it's like I feel similarly around way where I'm like uh, you know I, I'm like I, I don't want to be you know where I'm like I don't want to be an asshole to like the world's kindest man totally he's so fucking kind I, i'm telling you the other day i was like you know those rooms that they have for people to fucking break shit i told i said this on the last <laughs> podcast i think and he was like no i don't know and i'm like don't you want to fucking do that he's like no <laughs> and i was like i think they made those rooms for me like i think <laughs> i want to just bash things all the time and also this is me without like rage issues like i yeah. used to like actually smash it like now I'm just like oh wouldn't that be nice and I move on (laughs) you know (laughs) I have healthy tools but the secret there is no secret but I think that it's not luck part of it is that I was just talking to a friend about this today who's going to um, a family gathering with a lot of people who are married about to have babies blah blah and she's single and fabulous by the way and I was like listen this is probably going to suck and that's okay. Maybe it won't suck, but maybe it will. And not because you want the thing that the people have, but you like the way they have it, but it leaves a sense of like longing for what you do want, how you want it. And I think what I said to her was like, you're going to, I believe that you're going to be rewarded for going a different way and taking a different route and trusting yourself and not settling for what you don't want. Maybe these people do like their lives. I hope they do, but that's not what you want. So I feel similarly about how Wei and I found each other. Like I might've dated a lot of fucking douchebags, but I wasn't going to marry them. Yeah. And I've, I really feel like it was a, a, an enormous gift that I earned, but also that I take such good care of. And it comes first above everything for both of us. These are non-negotiables that we didn't have to talk about. Like <clears throat> I find we made each other a priority from day one, from day one. I feel like that is what I find really 
fascinating about your relationship how much seems to be unsaid in a, in, mm-hmm. in a or un, you know like that you it's like telepathic between the two of you yeah, because totally. I've even seen it in person about like dumb shit about like what are we going to eat for dinner and you're both like meow, like you mind mouth <laughs> and then are like veggie burgers you know like <laughs> yeah, totally. it, it's it, and it's been that way since the beginning since day one we wow. made each other yeah dude like I am not kidding you when I say we were connected from the fucking moment we saw each other. And it's so not bullshit. Like, you know, I don't bullshit. It's just, it was instant. And I do, we, we truly like read each other's minds a lot of the time and it's bizarre. And then you have Milo in the picture. Who's like now this, like you, what I when I am with my family and I'm not in an, being an asshole or like focused on something else, and I'm really just tuned in. I'm like, whoa, these people are like my fucking people, you know. And I know that all the time, but it, when I'm really tuned into it, it feels so overwhelming in the best way. But also sometimes it scares the shit out of me because I'm like, well, I don't want to lose it because this is so special and this is so rare and this is so, it just feels like everything, you know? But truly, he's made me a priority from the moment I met him. Like, I will never forget when we, when he texted me the, like, the next morning and after I met him and he was like, what time can you get coffee? Like, he was so there and I was just like I don't I never had a doubt about him it was crazy and something that happened too was when I went away I don't know if I've told the story it's really embarrassing (laughs) I I think is it about the pick yeah I did tell the story right Mm -hmm. okay yeah he's just taught me so much about like not being I don't think I ever used no that's not true I have 100% used my sexuality to manipulate men a lot and to gain power and to have this false sense of control or to have control, you know, or at least what I thought was control. Or to like just try to figure out where the fuck you are. It's yeah. like, are you flirting with me? Like, what's happening as well? Like, I think sometimes, too, like as a woman, it can be like, well, you know, let me just like let me pour some gas on this and see what happens. You know, as my life motto back then, let's just gasoline the whole place. And he just really taught me so much about and still continues about gentleness in love. And I have no problem being gentle with my son. And I had no problem being gentle with him and like really letting him in when we first met. But I also know that as time moves on in our lives change he shows up in such a patient way consistently and I don't have any patience like and I need some of that and so that I know he loves me because he's so patient with me and I'm and I'm not bad in any way I'm not trying to like paint myself as this ogre but I'm certainly not like the gentle ethereal creature that he is and so I think we really balance each other out I think like something that's interesting 
and I'd be curious what your thoughts are on it. It is that I was in this seminar about the Nora Ephron book, uh, Heartburn, which I think I've talked about on here before, maybe the advice episode. I can't remember. But anyway, anyway, Nora Ephron, it's uh, fiction, but it is based on Nora Ephron's um, real life and when she was cheated on when she was seven months pregnant. And. Oof. Yep. And she wrote a book about it. And it's interesting because when we meet our protagonist, um, it's like the she's just figured out she's just discovered he's cheating. And so it's like it's dramatic and we don't really know who the players are yet, blah, blah, blah. And then she starts to tell us a little bit about the, the relationship. And basically he's cheated on her since the beginning, you know, and this is and she knew. Yeah. Yeah, like before, I think maybe they were engaged, but definitely before they were married. And she was told to stay away from him. Like girlfriends were like, don't mess with him, you know? And I'm like, so often, and I'm sure you've had this happen with millions of clients, just like I have, that go through a breakup and are like, I don't understand or what went wrong or like, how did I not see this? And really the most painful part is realizing like, it was broken from the beginning, you know, like this mm-hmm. person was never a good fit or, you know, they were cheating the from the beginning. The yeah. Like, or who they were was available to you. You just didn't want to see it in that moment or like, you know, we're in love, like, which I mean, it happens, but do you think some of it for you is like, I've only dated a few people where I was like, oh, my usual bullshit is not going (laughs) to fly here. And if I want any chance with this person whatsoever, like to see if this is anything or whatever, like I'm going to have to step up my game. Like I'm going to have to like be a grown up and I'm going to have to be like really willing to like see them do you think that there was like any aspect of that for you and way like uh yeah yeah i can't like be on goggles my bullshit with him yeah <laughs> he also sees me i'm so transparent to him even though i know i'm deeply complex to him and that's one of the things that he's so attracted to like he is like you're wild you know kind of thing but i know that he knows me like I don't yeah. think I'm predictable, but I can't get like I can't get away with shit, you know. Like, also, ways so much smarter than me, and I don't mean that to like dumb myself down, but he just is. He's he's I think he's way more intellectual than I am, and so I think that the men that have been in my life prior were like I could run circles around them, yeah. And him, it's not that way. We're very much equals and he's so masterful at being like so gentle and sensitive and like you know i don't know like really cool but then like we'll fuck you up you know he'll he will cut you not me but he will cut a motherfucker like Like, with his gentle words he's not he didn't miss anything he's no fool and it's like that's such a like tricky quality like that's that's so nuanced and so difficult and rare to to see in people I have found it's been tricky for me both to like say to people like I get that you're like I get that you're trying to 
express love, but it does not feel like love to me. <laughs> you know, like my mom is such a like fixer kind of, you know, like if I'm, I think she's a really hard time just listening, you know, and like witnessing. And mm. I have to be like, I understand you're trying to like show up or, you know, but like this is stressing me out, you know, like she'll immediately, she's not really, she's not trying to do it, but she, she like triggers me to be honest often, you know, cause she'll be like, I'll do this or I'll do. And I'm like, I don't need you to fix it. I literally like now you're stressing me out because you're becoming like a wild card. And I don't know if you're going to like do something, you know, I'm like, and I think some of it is this overcompensating. Cause like, Things I would have liked her to have done when I was younger. She didn't. And so now she's like, I'll do it double time. <laughs> it's like, no, mm. that doesn't, it doesn't work. And I know for me too, when I have very much been trying to show someone like, you know, I love you. And they're like, cool. And like toss it aside. I'm like, oh, you know, and I'm like, they didn't, they're not discarding you. Like that's been, it's tough. I think we do think this stuff is like basic or universal. And it's, it's really not when you think about it. I have a question for you. Yes. Has there been something that you can point to, or do you feel like there's anything that, is currently holding you back from putting yourself out there to be loved by someone new romantically. Oh my God. Uh, I think it's, <laughs> uh, y'all, I'm going to, uh, listen, I'm going to call Nina out now because okay. she's been secretly talking to my therapist now for months. I'm convinced. Oh, I know. I can't believe I do that. And it's such a violation. I, I'm hundred percent <laughs> kidding. They don't talk, but I do think they do. They have the psychic friends network. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of fucking shit, you know, that holds me back. I mean, I think I'm getting, I think I'm figuring it out. I think it's also really tough when I I feel open to being loved, you know, like I feel open to it. But when it comes to my romantic life, I mean, it's so hard to hope or want for something different when you've just never experienced it. You know, like I've had so few like high quality people like people that I would be interested really in building a life with or learning their love language, you know, like that it's tough when it's like, I I feel like I've spent the past 10 years figuring out what, what was the problem with me? And now I'm like, the problem isn't me, you know, like, but I'm tired of all this energy I have to put into this, especially mind you, I'm dating in New York, so it's not fun. You know, and not that I, I'm not one of those. I don't think dating is fun. I'm one of those people, you know, like Ew, I don't because it's not. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's like horrible either. But like, you know, you're dealing with stuff that isn't exactly like the coolest. You're dealing with vulnerability. You're dealing with rejection, like all this stuff that. I don't know that it just is like it's hard, I think, to just put yourself constantly in the path of it. You know, like, 
I don't know what more I could do in a lot of ways in my own life. You know, if you read something about dating, I've done all of it. You know, like I've told friends to set me up. I've done, you know, like I've done it, you know, currently. I mean, not currently. I mean, to my defense, it has been a pandemic, you know? True. No, no, we are not here. We are not here to challenge these things. I think that one of the things you said, which I totally understand and I feel like a lot of people would identify with is that you don't know. It's, it's difficult to, to kind of visualize or to ask for something that you don't, you've never seen or that you don't know. But you're such a vision, like a visual person. And can you or have you visualized it? Because you've never been to many of the places and the things that you've, you know, that come out of you. Right. I have. But you know what? Like I generally date men. And yet. I, I mean, this is my big question now. If you do want to date men. How do you do that? You know, like there aren't, I've been trying to go above and beyond to find like good male representation. And I, like, I kid you not, because otherwise I should just give up and go live in a cave. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not going to be willing to open up your idea that like someone out there does exist or better does exist, then like, you might as well give up, you know, because I do think there's a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like if I tell myself that every man is garbage, well, then every man I meet is going to be garbage to me, you know, like, but it's, it is hard. I mean, things I've done is anyone who I used to have this little collection of like maybe men, you know, and when times were a little slow or, and I was feeling a little blue, she would reach out to them, you know, <laughs> or seek validation from them or something. Or one of them, he, you know, t- kind of like puts me on this pedestal. And I mean, it's been a long Wait, pandemic. Still? still? No, well, yes, but I cut them all off, you know, and I don't talk to him, any of them anymore. And I, that's weird. That's new for me, you know. That's great. And, Yeah. And I mean, both you and Christina, my therapist, were both instrumental in being like, if you don't want that in your life, then don't talk to it. (laughs) You know, like, what is this doing for you? You know, and I realized like with one person, they were really it wasn't anything they were doing, obviously, but maintaining the contact with them, even though we're cool, it's been 100 years, like, there's no stuff there. I realized like, it agitated for me this like rejection thing. And I was like, I just don't think that's good for you. You know, like it's not really about him. Like, I think I was trying to prove some point. Like I'm so over you. I'm so cool with all of this. Like I can talk to you. No probs. And I was like, cool girl stuff. Yeah. It was a little, it was like a new form of cool girl stuff, you Mm -hmm. know, that I didn't realize. And I was, and then I realized when I stopped talking to him, I was like, Oh, I feel, I feel better, you know? So I think that has like getting rid of them, you know, and kind of challenging that belief that that's like all I'm worth or all I'm going to get. Gotta say 
being a larger gal, not easy. The men don't love fat women. Mm. Not to say fat women can't be loved or can't find people or there aren't people into fat women. That is not what I'm saying. I am saying my lived experience is that it doesn't bring all the boys to the yard. And so that's why sometimes too, it's like when people want to talk about love or like what I'm doing, I'm like, I can't change society. So I don't know. I feel sort of out of control and like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean that it, maybe it will take a miracle. I have no idea. No, I think that's what I like about your approach to this, especially when it comes to your weight is that I do think a lot of women are so uh, conditioned to be like, I have to lose weight so I can find a man or whatever. And I don't hear you talk like that. No. I mean, I've, I mean, I think it was Amy Schumer who was like, I weigh 165 pounds and I can catch a dick. And when I weighed close to 400 pounds, I was catching dick. You know, weight, I will say... You know, weight ha- does weight does not doesn't preclude sex, romance, love, any of that. But I do think it limits your options. If I'm being honest, and I'm saying this not as someone on the outside being judgmental, I'm saying it as someone within. Yeah. The sphere. Who feels that way? Yeah. Like, I mean, you're it's allowed also to feel that way. Just been my experience. You're not speaking for all people who are a certain yeah. weight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm speaking from my experience that people that I would be interested in, they're not. In, I mean, I've also just experienced it in my personal life that men who were not interested in me when I was bigger, when I have lost weight, were interested in me. And that is a mind fuck as well. Yeah. And I think that has also contributed to trust issues for me where I'm like, I really need someone that like my body can't be the thing, you know? No. And that can't be what draws you to me. And I kind of thought as I got older that that would become less important, you know, like maybe I would like age out of hotness and then find someone who really just wanted like a good woman. And who knows? I mean, I've hoped for, I mean, I'm in my forties. I've hoped for my fifties now, you know, that maybe when I'm the old, you're not crone, in your late forties. God, I feel like I'm zooming towards them, but I'm like, when I go in 41, uh, yeah, I'll be 42 this year, unfortunately. Okay, so you literally just started. Yeah, I just... But I get I, it. It, it also, like, I think is tough in... I mean, in owning my own stuff, like, when I was younger, I had zero interest in being a wife as well, I think. That I was like... My commitment issues were weird. I just, it wasn't, I would have, I probably would have like married someone, but I would have been like, had the secret bank account, like maybe would have kept my apartment, you know, like I would have still had slept out in the middle of the night. You would have gone back to your place. Yeah. Come back in the morning. Like, like, weird. I just went for a brisk walk. (laughs) Like stuff would have been happening, you know, like, but I think that that's been, that is tricky is well is balancing i've been watching all these documentaries about artists and all this stuff and it's like something that brings me 
a lot of comfort. And I mean, I've been asked this by a lot of friends in relationships when they're like, do you think your creative practice and your spiritual practice are so strong because you are single? And I'm like, yeah, I think there is something to that, you know? And so many of these artists are like, I wanted to be in service of myself, you know, and devoted to my, my work. And I feel similarly, you know, and I don't think that that means, and I think you feel similarly to me. And it's interesting seeing how much space you've carved out for these different things. I think for me, I was so afraid for so long when I was younger of getting lost or just swallowed, you know, like by partnership and marriage and stuff that like, I think I'm still figuring out how to dismantle the wall I put up, you know? I would have never, ever been doing half of the shit, if not the majority of the shit that I'm doing right now, if um, if I was with somebody else. I mean, in any of the people that I've ever dated. Like, I... As far as, you know, we talk, we talk and think about this all the time. And I think that's another way, way and I like really honor each other and say that is like neither one of our lives is possible without the other. Yeah. Like neither one of our work is possible without the other. Nothing like the fact that I get to stay home with my kid and also work and do what I love is not possible without my husband. It's not possible. Like, and he, same for him, right? So that's kind of fucking amazing because that is what our marriage is about, is growing. And I had this psychic one time be like, what's so interesting about your love is like, you guys are like vines. Like you grow, you move, you, you grow apart, but you always grow together. Like you're constantly weaving in and out of each other and that's what it's felt like since day one like we're just doing this like dance together but we it's like nobody's talked about it we have like things that we've said okay this this you know obviously had serious conversations and have serious conversations but just the other night I get in these panic modes where I'll read the news and be like okay I have to move and where are we moving and how can we move there today tomorrow he, if I was, I know that any other man I've ever been with would be like, you're fucking crazy. Chill the fuck out. Whatever the fuck. We will literally entertain and be like, oh, so we're moving to Canada. And I'm like, and he's not patronizing in no. any way or yeah. condescending. He's like down. And both of us know that like, if we needed to leave our house tomorrow and go with a couple of things, God forbid, I would never want that. But like, we all we need is like our family and like a couple things you know yeah and that just feels so solid to me I think like something that is hard is if you are a woman who isn't afraid of being unlikable you know like if you're strong and you're direct and you're these things like 
something it, it was interesting for me like you've always been very supportive to me about love stuff but it was interesting when you me way were talking about it one night drinking wine um i yeah. believe when was having a cocktail but anyway mezcal negroni yeah i think yep that's what he drinks and we were you know sitting and we were like talking a little bit about that and I was like, so many men, I think, are attracted to it in me, but then they, like, want it for themselves. And then when they can't, like, get it from me, like, via osmosis, they, like, Mm -hmm. turn against me, you know, like, or something. It feels like that. I don't know what's actually happening, you know? And it was interesting how much, like, way got it, like, what I was saying you know and even like how he was talking about like when he met you and was like you know I'd I'd never dated someone who would just be like I don't like this (laughs) (laughs) and the list goes on you You think this is the only thing I don't like he was so funny he was like yeah we'd be out to dinner and she'd just be like I don't like this you know and he's (laughs) like I just never but he's like it wasn't bad I didn't you know and and stuff and and I was like saying like yeah like i need someone like like not phased by a lot of that and and like not you know realize and and you know like and he was saying something and it was funny because like he's he's like you need someone who like wears jorts and you were like jorts (laughs) no you were like no jorts you know and all this and i was like yes and he was like see she's to it oh you God, know I but i about think like, so funny what way has that i do think i'm looking for in a partner is like someone with a truly strong sense of self like yes. a lot of men think they have it or a lot of people i'm sorry i'm gonna open it up i'm not gonna make it gender specific i'm not just gonna pick on men which is my normal mo but like <laughs> a lot of people think that they really have a strong sense of self and then immediately it crumbles in relationship, you know, and that's whether it's friends or, you know, like, and I do really think like, I feel a strong sense, like something you were talking about in terms of like, yeah, like I would never marry them. Like, that's how I felt about so many people. Cause I was like, we will end up divorced. Like, I know I won't do this forever. Like, I know I won't. I dated this guy who every time I got some, you know, he would be super supportive, my number one fan. And then the second I gained even the slightest amount more like ground than he had in something he would punish me you know he would ice me out you know and I was like well then you're not really secure like then you don't really support me like if you can only support me when when like you think you're up and I'm down then that's not really oh look at my cute little girlfriend she's chugging along trying like no there's so many I'm sorry I'm gonna make this specific to men because (laughs) I don't give a fuck I don't give a fuck. Queen of Swords was my card today. And I was like, you think? Like, <laughs> really? Like, don't be afraid of being a bitch. I'm not. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, <clears throat> but so many fucking men are so threatened by strong women. I know that's not a hot take, but it is so deep. And it is in all of them. I mean, why are we in the space that we're in right now where they're literally controlling our fucking bodies because they're fucking scared of us and they should be frankly, but it sucks in a relationship. And I, this used to happen to me all the time where guys be like, I just, 
I'm not enough. And I'm like, you're right. You're not. But like fucking read a book or something, you know, like figure it out. But they just wouldn't. They just wouldn't. And Wei has not always, I don't think he'll mind me saying this, had a strong sense of self. I mean, I think he's certainly had it most of his life in a lot of ways. But there were times where he had like lost everything in our relationship and like wasn't making money or whatever. And like he was low, you know? Yeah. And he, and yeah, was it challenging in certain parts of our relationship? Obviously. But there were, there was never a moment where he wasn't happy for me and my success. And like, you know, that I was earning a lot or that I was supporting our family for, for a time or whatever. And now it's like not that way anymore. And we just, it's just, that's what a real partner man, you know, is to me. A big chunk of that is just like, if you can't put your little fragile ego aside every day, every day and be like, this is not my like piece of property or like, like examine your internalized fucking patriarchal misogynist bullshit because it's there and it's running your life. Yeah, it's really amazing sometimes, you know, like it really, I come back all the time to this like stupid article I saw about like microaggressions, like sexist or misogynistic like microaggressions and like one of them are like, was essentially like if, like if, if a woman like didn't ask you your opinion, like don't offer it or like, like notice that you may feel inclined to like always give an opinion, you know, like on what a woman has said or something. And I was just like, Oh my God, that happens to me so often. Like I didn't ask you, you know, like that all these dudes will be a little bit like, Oh yes. You're as your papa friend. I'm, I'm happy. Like good idea, little Anna. And I'm like, what do you like? You're not, you know, my brother did something very patriarchal to me the other day. And I was like, okay, patriarch. And he was like, what? And I was like, that was really weird. Like, don't treat me Mm -hmm. like that. And he was like, well, didn't I go, you can defend it all you want. I said, but if you want to uphold patriarchal values, you're going to need to have a lot more power and a lot more money. And even then I don't (laughs) recognize the signs of the patriarchy. So busy, you like strike, strike, strike doesn't work, you know, but I do like, I think that that is sometimes like, it is really difficult. If you, if you want to be in relationships with if you're a straight woman and want to be in a relationship with straight men, like the, uh, yeah, it's pretty fucking difficult. It's really difficult. Most of it's them hard. are really, really tragically awful. And I don't give a shit who like, I don't care. I've people have always thought I was a bitch when it comes to men. And I don't care because it's fucking true. And like, that's it. The end. Like, look around. Oh, you like, think you're going to out me? No, it's true. Like, it's the fucking <laughs> truth, bro. You know? And so I had so many friends that would just be like, oh, you know, like kind of make a joke out of like my feminism or whatever. I'm like, dude, like, I'm no, this is it for life. I'm not just trying on, you know, the clogs. Like, I'm going for it. You know, I this this is the life. It's it's men yeah. are shit. I and just do better. Don't know. I mean, I think like I see some some women I know who I think are really strong and are feminists. But then like 
something I don't see you do, and I know we have to start wrapping up, is... I mean, I could talk about me all day. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, if we're pivoting back to me, I mean, I could go for at <laughs> least another stay hour. a little longer, shall we? <laughs> but, like, I don't see a lot of sort of, like... I don't see a lot of sexism. I don't see a lot of, like, gender stuff. I don't see a lot of you... Like putting a piece of yourself away in order Ever. to be in your marriage. Do you? I don't think put any of me away. Go ahead, answer. Ask. Me yeah. Question. Do you? I I think that's what I want, and I've been willing to hold out until that's what I get. Yes. You know, because I don't know any other way to be. You know, you have to hold out for that. You just have to. And I think. Like, okay, so you're kind of confirming like what my suspicion is, is that if one doesn't, you know, to all of us singles out there who do want love, partnership, marriage, whatever you want to call it, do you think it's worth it to hold out for the person that like you can be your full self with? And that doesn't mean that you don't have to learn or grow or like, you know, like Nina said. She she like I like we are assholes and sometimes it's like cool. we love these like gentler people but you can't always be the asshole to the gentler person you know you like because then you're just mean <laughs> yeah like so you, we're not saying that like I'm not saying that everything has to be like perfect perfect is not in and you know entering the the chat here but like a really guiding belief I've had in my love life or it has been that like. If I really compromise, I think from a value standpoint, you know, whether that's how I'm valued or what my values are or whatever, like it will not work and it will come to an end at some point, you know, do you think being in a successful partnership like that's true? One million trillion gazillion percent. I, whether it ends in divorce or a slow internal death. Well, that's my next question. Because that's what will happen. Whether you are a sorry internal death. <laughs> <laughs> I truly cannot imagine. I would rather, I think I'd, I'd rather get divorced like every year for five years than have a slow internal death for 15 but it's, you know you know it's the truth like yes. I remember sitting with these guys and I was like I have never been lonelier in my entire life and there's someone right next to me yeah and I have to and I don't nobody's asking me to be different but like I'm making myself different and I am mm. purposefully hiding parts away or leading with different parts and, you know, making others quiet. And, and the thing is, as much as I am super intentional and thoughtful about my relationship, I never think, right. It's not like I'm like careless, but it's fluid and it's, and if I fuck up, which I do obviously, and I'm like, sorry about that. That was, that was rough. You know, I take ownership, but I don't, I, I feel like I was like holding my Kegel muscle for like to however many years I was dating before I met him. Like I was just like this, like, tight, like tighten it up, you know, like be, be guarded, but also like, don't let anything slip and don't release yes. and don't relax, yes. you know, enough the, for like to let them see you fully. Cause yep. then they'll, then, then they'll know. Yep. 
then they'll know or they'll leave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they do no matter what, which yes. they should because they're not for you. Well, they but were going to do that anyway. It wasn't exactly, about you. <laughs> exactly. So I have never been more depressed in those relationships. And like, you know, I... I'm obsessed with my husband. I don't care. Like, who knows it? You know, I love him so much. He really, really is such a fucking amazing man. And I'm so happy that I held out for him. But I also think that I'm not that special in that that will come to everyone as long as they don't forget that it exists for them. Yeah. I have faith in that strangely for myself. And and I think it's been a process to start cultivating that. You yeah, know? it is a huge practice. Oh my God. It's like the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my entire life yeah. was to be like, I don't know. I've never seen it. I don't trust it. I don't trust men. I don't want that relationship. Nope, not that one either. Am I a sex object? No, I'm more than a sex object. Okay. Like all this confusion and fuckery and like past bullshit and to be like, let's just trust and keep going. Let's just trust and keep going and not settle for bullshit. Yeah. And that's it, you know, like truly. And I think like in American culture, the, the, the slow death is like so often status quo. Yeah. And like what marriage is like, Dude, that's what everyone's doing. Show like us. a lot of people. They're just opposite ends. I saw this meme today. It was like, you know, opposite ends of the couch on their phone. Like, yes. of course that happens. But like, is that like, are we so desensitized that we're like, oh, fuck connecting like elbow. <laughs> like, it's fine. We don't need to. Or the nagging wife whole bullshit of like, yes, that narrative or the Ooh, my husband's awful. Well, it's like, well, then ditch him. Like, yeah. if he's so bad, <laughs> you know, leave the motherfucker. And I know that that's not easy. I'm not trying to make light of it when you're wrapped up in a life that you are miserable in. But that cannot be the focal point of your other relationships, like commiserating about misery that you're always going to stay in that then. Yeah. Something I find interesting is I would never, I would n- never want to marry someone who was super religious just because I'm not. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God. It, I couldn't even keep it, it in. Yeah. And I mean, the, and that just <laughs> it seems like it wouldn't work, you know, <laughs> but I'm gonna need a minute. Okay. It's interesting. So for a <sighs> while, I like to keep Nina posted on like what I'm being targeted by Instagram or social media. And for a while it would, it was all these super young Mormons. It was all these like, Mormons. I was literally, I totally forgotten. I was going to be like Mormons. Yeah. Who were like, you know, 23 and like, and it, what's interesting is so many of these, I mean, and I know the, the, the church of Latter-day Saints, like I, it must suck if you are a happy and healthy functioning member of that, because the fundamentalist church of the Latter-day Saints is so bonkers. Like, I'm not really trying to make a statement on that, but it's interesting to me sometimes the way certain, the way certain men who are raised in religions are that it boils things down. And I see this sometimes with like my Canadian bloggers. I like like outdoors people. And I think way is similar like this as well of like boiling things down to like their essentials. And 
get like love and partnership has given them this massive pathway to like vulnerability that they're okay with. And it's fascinating sometimes to me that these guys who are like 23 look like surfers, they're hot, you know, could like go out and like bone the world are like really psyched about their wives and families and they're like like and have no problems with you know like being on their instagram or whatever and being like you know i really love my wife because of these reasons and we care about this in our relationship that like that's been part of my like reprogramming myself as some of this like super wholesome content of like there are men that not only want these things that like have felt very elusive of like, I want to build a foundation of trust with someone, you know, like these sort of things that are like actively seeking it, you know, like so proud of it. Yes. Like my, my husband is so proud. Oh my God. He's so proud of you and 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 your marriage and family. A hundred percent. Like he one time said this to me and then we really have to wrap up. He was like, I almost cried. And then I'm like, don't be a bitch, Nina. No, I'm kidding. Um, He was like talking about during the pandemic, we never went anywhere, Milo and I at at all. And Way did when he had to go places, when we had to go places, Way would go for us. And he's like, was like, yeah, you know, sometimes I'm just like feeling like I really wish my family was, you know, here with me in the grocery store. Like, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, like you're with us 24 hours a day. And you're so proud that you want to be seen with us at the grocery store, like out in town. Like he's so he it like you can see the pride yes. when we're out. And it's, it's not just gross. It's no. not you as an accessory or, you know, like for other men. It's like literally his internal pride, like of yeah. really loving his life and family and oh man it's pretty damn cute it's so cute because i also benefit by default because (laughs) when he's like being proud of you and he's generally being proud of me too by default (laughs) and it's great you know like he is proud of you he loves you so i mean it it cracks me up like you know it's when i mean he and i hadn't even met i don't think we'd even talked and he's like tagging me and stuff and i'm like that's a good man you know like he loves women and that's yes and he like really loves women not yes. in a creepy way where nope. he wants to objectify them. No. Nope. And he doesn't he, want points. He no, he genuinely, genuinely loves he like most of his friends. I mean, he had a lot of guy friends, but like he had a lot of girlfriends. I was like, they need to go. No, but yeah. it, they just happened to fall off, you know, but he like women love him, obviously. And he's just not creepy which is just such a fucking breath of fresh air and he doesn't want anything from you no it's like he doesn't he's very neutral it's not about which gonna be so embarrassed when he finds out that this this entire episode was about him yeah i we we've 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 fucked up because his birthday is not until what january or february (laughs) because it's aquarius season i just know that but oh man I do think, though, that you 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 brought up a good point, and I did want to bring that up, that if you are a woman who wants a man, you really need one who genuinely likes women. I don't think that it works great if you're the only woman they like. 
<laughs> no, but that doesn't go for that doesn't go for the other side. You can dislike men if you're a straight woman. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's different. It'll st- it'll it's still work. Different. That's just like not a real thing. So <laughs> it's different. Yeah, I agree. You can hate men and still only like your 100%. man. If yes. anything, it might be that you found you know found the one for you out of the bunch. But um, generally, I think it is a warning sign. And honestly, I, for our queer family, I don't I don't know what toxic signs you want to look for. I do think something I want to say is like, obviously this stuff, you know, sexism, kind of toxic stuff, like knows no gender or sexuality boundaries. So no, we're just talking from, I'm just talking from, we're just talking from our own experiences, but I do want to just say like, yeah, we know like no one's like cornered the, like it's tough to figure stuff out. I would recommend to people, if you have no idea what makes you feel loved or how you like to love people, I would do the test. It's interesting. I mean, it's If changed. nothing else, it just like makes you think. I agree. And it also, I think that they have a couple different, you can do it too, like in terms of like relationships. And I did one for, I did the friendship one out of curiosity and it, it was actually like helpful and made me think about a friend that I'm often sort of like, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, oh, I think she's been trying to demonstrate love. (laughs) So who knows? Maybe you two will discover basic things you maybe could have known the whole time. (laughs) Amazing. I agree. And that is a great way to end. And thank you for coming on this lovely journey with us today. On the way. (laughs) On the way train. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. There's not, there's only one and his brother and his brother's not great. (laughs) That's all for today's episode. If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus. 